I was actually rejected because of my hand. So that took me quite a few years to get over. Um, but after that, um, I basically just kind of kept trying to put myself out there um, over and over. And I, I found that I started to have a lot more positive experiences. And I think over time, the more and more of those positive experiences I had, I realized that there are actually far more people that will accept me for my dis with my disability than wouldn't. This is Frisky North of 60. I'm Karen McCall. And I'm Mark Kelly. We bring you stories, good and bad, about love and dating in the North. And it's not all bad. It's not all good either. <laughs> Today, Mark and I are speaking to Tara Clifford. Tara contacted Frisky last year, asking if we'd be interested in doing an episode about dating with a disability. Of course, we were interested, and yes, it took a whole year for us to get our act together and get Tara on the show. Tara was born and raised in Whitehorse. She's a nutrition coach. She loves to cook and create new recipes. She's also into walking, photography, and listening to podcasts. And there's another thing about Tara that's intertwined with her identity. She was born without her left hand. Here's our conversation with Tara. So what has been your experience? Let's start with um, growing up here and you started dating in high school. What has been your experience dating with a disability? Yeah, so in high school, um, like most other high school kids, you know, you're pretty insecure and... Uh, I found, you know, a lot of my friends worrying about, you know, their makeup and clothes and, and, uh, my worries were quite different, obviously. Um, it was kind of more like, what if they notice my hand, you know, um, what if they try and hold my hand, you know, stuff like that. Um, I used to be obviously pretty insecure about it and, uh, I did used to hide my hand. Um, and I think that definitely affected, uh, dating for me. Because um, I think the more uncomfortable I was with my hand, it also made other people feel a bit more uncomfortable. Um, and then, of course, I think young people just, you know, they care a lot about what people think. And it's people aren't quite as open minded or as as accepting. Um, also, another sort of I think this would be the more the northern nuance to this is that um, growing up, I think I was probably the only person I knew that was missing a limb in, uh, in the Yukon. Um, so back then, uh, there just wasn't a lot of exposure. There wasn't a lot of diversity of people. And, uh, I think it made that a little bit extra complicated for me. That makes sense. Can you describe your disability? Yeah. So I was born without my left hand. Um, it's funny though, cause, uh, sometimes when people ask, I like, you know, to make up funny stories, like, I saw this shirt recently that said, uh, before you ask, it was a shark. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely need that. <laughs> I think I need that, yeah. You definitely need that. <laughs> How much tolerance do you have for answering questions like that? A lot more now, uh, yeah. Um, when I was younger, not quite as much. Um, mind you, because I wasn't comfortable, I'm sure people also weren't comfortable asking. But uh, yeah, I think humor is really important um, in terms of talking about it with other people. So you said you used to hide it. How did you do that? Yeah, so uh, long sleeves, sweaters, hoodies, um, jackets. Uh, yeah, basically, um, and it's not that hard because my left arm is shorter. It's it Unless I pull up my sleeve, it will just kind of automatically just be hidden. Um, 
So, and in a place where we wear a lot of parkas, uh, yeah, it would go fairly unnoticed. Why do you yeah. have a mitt on your left hand in oh. math class? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, yeah, you said uh, the sort of northern nuance is that we're a small population, uh, not a ton of diversity. So you didn't know anybody else who was missing a limb growing up. Um, at some point, did you connect with other people in the uh, community and the of other people missing limbs? Yeah. So when I was I think two or three years old, um, I was invited into the War Amps of Canada uh, CHAMP program, which is their child amputee program. Um, So from there, I met just piles of people that were missing limbs and, you know, hands, feet. Like, I know people that are missing, you know, their entire arms. Um, Some people are missing four limbs. So it was really nice to connect with other people that uh, are living through the same thing. Um, and also just to get some perspective because, um, you know, sometimes I would get down about having, um, uh, m- being missing a hand, uh, but there's so many other people out there that are dealing with far greater disability and just seeing how they thrive and, uh, live their life was just really inspiring and made me feel a lot more confident. I think about myself. Did you get to know some of these people well enough that you could trade dating stories too? <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, all the time when we'd go to seminars at night, we would all sort of congregate downstairs in the hotel and, and chat about, you know, dating and life and all that. And yeah. And I mean, I, I have dated the odd person from that community as well. And which is kind of an interesting in itself. So. Oh, do, do tell. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, there was one guy uh, that I met through the champ program that we dated a little bit on and off, not really um, full time cause we lived in different places, but, uh, we always used to joke that like between the two of us, we only had two, two good hands. So this <laughs> made things a little interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so as you, uh, got older, uh, more dating experience, did, did your confidence change? Yes, definitely. So over time, I think I would say probably after high school, I was still a little insecure. And uh, I did experience a couple times where I was actually rejected because of my hand. So that took me quite a few years to get over. Um, But after that, um, I basically just kind of kept trying to put myself out there um, over and over. And I, I found that I started to have a lot more positive experiences. And I think over time, the more and more of those positive experiences I had, I realized that there are actually far more people that will accept me for my dis- with my disability than wouldn't. Um, and I think that also came with age and time as well. Just like I said, people are a lot more open-minded um, when they get older and don't care as much about, uh, you know, what people think. So I think you're right there. Like as we, as we get a bit older, less and less about the physical matters and more about the connection, hey? Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Like who you are. Yeah, who you are. And not just like, oh, how do we look together or what will people think of us together? I only hold left hands. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't want to dwell on this too much, but like that rejection actually came in the form of like, I can't date you because of this disability. Yeah. So nobody's ever told me that to my face, which is probably not surprising. Um, but when I was in high school, I had started to date this guy. And, um, this one night we were all having some drinks and kind of partying and, uh, his friend who I actually really appreciate he did this. He kind of pulled me aside and, um, told me like, Hey, you know, like this guy's 
not really feeling super comfortable about your hand and uh, like he's not really into it. And of course that was like devastating and probably not the best place and time to tell me. Um, but yeah, that was probably one of the most sort of traumatic dating experiences I've had in my life. And he never actually told me to my face. Um, so that was kind of disappointing. Uh, but yeah, so after that, it was definitely took me some time to get over that and um, basically not make the assumption that, you know, every person was going to do that or every person was not going to be okay with it. So I kind of... Um, blanketed sort of everybody after that with like, you know, they're probably not going to accept me. But like I said, over time that it became clear that that was like, uh, he was the minority there, uh, not the majority. So it's hard as a teenager. Hey, like so much of, um, being normal, what we air quotes, normal is seems to be the top of the concern list for teenagers. So anything that is different would be, is, is, is fodder for rejection. And so when you have a disability, I would imagine that's even more heightened. Yeah. You're, you're daily pay, paying attention to that daily. Yeah. I definitely, uh, a lot in my life found that I felt like nothing else could be wrong with me because it was like there was already this huge sort of hurdle to for people to get over to date me. And I thought, you know, like, well, I can't have anything else wrong now, right? So that was that was a hard, hard thing for a while. But um Obviously, we all have things and nobody's perfect. So I've kind of gotten over that at this point. I think I have enough good qualities that, you know, they weigh out. But yeah, I do feel for for young people these days, too. I mean, growing up, we didn't have social media uh, at that time when I was dating in high school. So I'm not sure if it makes it worse or better. I don't know. I think it I'm guessing it probably makes it worse, even though I think there are there is more tolerance of diversity now and there's more open-mindedness. I also think the internet just kind of brings trolly, you know, bullying people as well. So yeah. And a real yeah. shift into what is, what is perfection, you know, like the, the, interge- the, um, the Instagram generation mm-hmm. thing, you know, what the, the creating of these pictures that don't really, yeah. they don't really exist. They're not very accurate, yeah. that's for sure. Yeah. So speaking of uh, internet, of course, uh, as we all got a little bit older, we moved into the world of online dating and Tinder and whatnot. And how did you use those platforms at any at any point? Yeah, I did actually quite extensively. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> great. <laughs> all been there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I started with plenty of fish before Tinder came around. And then, and then as soon as Tinder came, then I jumped over there. Yeah. Yeah, Someone asked me yesterday, what is the, what's the best app to use? I'm like, I don't think there is a best app, just the most common one. Right. Yeah. Tinder yeah, probably depends is on the, the place, I think. Is yeah. that, yeah, well, here, here, here like, yeah. it's like you have to use every app because there's only six people on all of them. <laughs> yeah. The same six people yeah. probably. And, <laughs> and a couple of them are your cousin. And that's your, right. That's your right. uncle. Right, yeah, if you grew up here, it's uh, more intimate. <laughs> that's got to be so weird. Yeah, but I think Tinder allows you don't you match to... with them. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. right. you are in charge of You are in charge of Sorry, Terry, interrupted you. No worries. Um, but yeah, so with, with Tinder, um, I've experimented a lot with, um, putting my disability out there onto my profile. So I've experimented with sort of having pictures of my full body showing my hand. I have also experimented with having it right in my profile text, just saying, actually, I always thought I was very clever. I would say that I was single-handedly taking on life. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm a big fan of bad jokes. <laughs> right? Yeah. So um, <laughs> definitely I had a couple people really appreciate that. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, and I didn't really find too much different uh, difference between sort of putting it out there and not putting it out there. Um, maybe like a couple less matches if I did put it out there, but like pretty insignificant. I, I've been pretty happy with um, just the openness and um, acceptance of people on tinder if you didn't put it out there on a photo or in your description would you have any sort of anxiety leading up to the date about that oh yes (laughs) this is actually one of my my hardest uh things to sort of decide on basically when do i tell a person when do you disclose um yeah i struggle with that a lot uh usually i like to just get it out there as soon as possible because the longer it goes on the more anxious i get and then i'm like it's like all I can think about. I'm like, did they notice my hand? Did they? Did they not? Like, should I put it on the table? Should I, you know? Um, so yeah, I typically, if it's not on my profile and they haven't seen it already, I would, when we're sort of messaging and getting ready to potentially meet, I would just throw it out there and be like, hey, by the way, you know, um, I was born without my left hand. Just wanted to throw it out there uh, just so that there's no surprises. And almost everybody has just been like, oh, yeah, like, no problem kind mm-hmm. of thing. So, yeah. It, yeah. So. so what about the actual date itself? Like, you know, the Yukon is quite like an active place. Is there sometimes like some activities that you're like, ooh, I don't think I can do that or want to do that? Yeah, I would say my biggest one is probably cutting steak. <laughs> It's a bit of a disaster. <laughs> I say, when we were doing the prep, I burst out laughing. <laughs> like, that is the best. Do I order steak? Don't I order steak? I don't know. I have to cut it in the kitchen? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So um, when I'm in a relationship and everything's comfortable, I, I always get my partners to like cut up my meat for me. Um, generally steak. Chicken I do all right with, but... I can actually cut steak, but it's just a bit frightening. And and if I was in a restaurant, I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't go there. Um, so yeah, that's kind of always something I'm thinking about. Like, what are we going to do? Will I be able to do it? Um, there's not a ton that I can't do, but yeah, cutting steak or, you know, things like if someone was like, let's go kayaking. Well, that's a little more difficult for me. Um, so yeah, it kind of depends on the activity, but definitely for sure it's I, I like to say like hey let's just go for a coffee or a drink that's like pretty easy and you know it's a pretty definitely s- safe first date regardless yeah. of yeah. who yeah. you are yeah, yeah. Across, i can get the drink here. into my mouth okay so it's <laughs> there's no problems there <laughs> do you have any uh for sports or activities do you have any adaptations that you use or adaptive equipment i've tried stuff in the past but um because i have a wrist i have like and i have the wrist motion i find most um most adaptive gear actually just kind of makes things harder for me because quite often it'll it'll make me lose my my wrist uh capabilities so i do have one thing that i wear for like lifting weights and stuff like that um and i can sometimes use it for other things like i have used it to like hold a drink uh probably not what it was meant for but uh but yeah so the double fist it's probably made by engineers so yeah. definitely was that was first on their list yeah my- i mean it is nice though because if i can hold a drink with my left hand that frees up my right hand to actually do things because once i'm holding a drink then i'm kind of like a little like if someone tries to pass me something i'm like uh you know mm-hmm. so yeah <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a mountain biker so I, I was thinking about how would you ride a bike 
Oh yeah, I actually just sort of rest my hand on the the bar and as long as I'm not like hitting any crazy jumps or anything, I'm usually fine. Like I it has slipped off the bar a couple times, but nothing crazy. Um when I was a kid, I had a little thing that I would like slip my hand into that was attached to the the handlebar. But yeah, I'm not a huge biker, so it's it's probably all right. So uh, I guess we're kind of moving through the progress of relationships here. Once you get to know someone, there might be some like hand-holding and sort of like, I guess, touch is obviously a big part of relationships. How, how do you navigate that? Yeah, so when I was younger, I was definitely really freaked out about people trying to hold my hand. And I would always try and be on the appropriate side so that they, if they reached for my hand, it would be my right hand. Um Whereas in the future, um, sort of in the future, like I've been a lot more just chill about it. Um, and I've had many partners that will just grab my, my small hand and hold it. And it's, well, it's pretty adorable. It's pretty cute when that happens. Um, and it just shows me too that like they accept me and they, there's nothing wrong with that hand. And, you know, it's just as good to hold as the other one kind of thing. So that's been pretty nice, but. But yeah, definitely in the past, I've been a little freaked out about that for sure. Or, you know, like if you're being intimate and then they reach for your hand, you're like, ah, <laughs> you know. But again, it's, yeah, it's more me being uncomfortable, I think, than other people. So mm-hmm. I think now that I'm pretty over that, it's okay. How much is conversation? Like how much mm-hmm. do you talk about that with your partner beforehand or during? or like, what, like how do you get to the point where you feel comfortable where they can adorably reach over and hold your small hand? that there's ever really been like conversations that led to that I think it was more just like a feeling of comfort and just yeah allowing it to happen and not you know because I mean I guess in the past I maybe would have done something with my hand or put it in my pocket or or, you know things like that whereas now I'm just just let it all happen Do you have any tips for, like, obviously there's a big uh, range of disabilities, but do you have any other tips for people dating with a disability? Yeah, I definitely think um, getting it out there right away is really important. Um, And, you know, having those conversations if, if you want to allow people to ask questions, because typically, I mean, even when people stare or things like that, like they're really just curious. Um, so, you know, asking if they have any questions. Um, yeah, just being, just trying to be open-minded and, uh, and, and just to work on being confident with yourself, I think is really important because I think that was probably the biggest thing I saw was that when I was uncomfortable or not feeling confident, then it made other people feel a bit uncomfortable and not even, in the sense that they're like not accepting of it, but just that they, they're not sure how to approach it or they're not sure what you'll be comfortable with or what they can ask or what they, if they should ask or not ask. So, yeah. That's a, that's a universal experience though, isn't it? True. Yeah. When you think about that, like yeah. it, it, everybody's got something. That's true. That they feel really uncomfortable about. Yeah. Right. And, and so when do we talk about that? How do we get that out in the open? Cause it's important. It's important, right? Is it, especially if you're considering dating for this particular person that you're out having coffee with for for longer. You want more beyond. You know, pretty. I think most of us know pretty quickly into the coffee date whether we're going to have another coffee date. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take long to figure that out. And so, if that's the case, then then there's always a there's always a something inside of us that we have to 
reveal. Or just accept. Like I remember my um, roommate in university saying confidence is the hottest thing you can put on, which is what you were saying too, right? If you were nervous, it made other people nervous. But if you're just like, this is me, like Mm -hmm. take me how I am. But that requires, that does require some work. Like you've been talking about, you had, you've had to think about this as well as the other standard human condition. Mm -hmm. This is something else on your list. Yeah. Another thing too, I would say is just to actually put yourself out there because I have heard other people say, and it just, it's heartbreaking, but just that they're not even sort of open to dating or looking for it. And I think they just sort of shut down the idea, you know, before even sort of trying it, it, it it's really this fear of rejection. And I mean, again, same thing. We all have this regardless of whether we have a disability or not, but, uh, I think also, too, everybody's going to get rejected, whether you have a disability or not. And I think that's what kind of, like, builds you up and makes you stronger as well. And there's going to be people that will not reject you, right? So, and if, you, if you're if you not open to trying, then you, you may never also experience those good things, right? So... And just going back to high school, like kids are mean in high school and like we all had various rejections and yeah, but those experiences can be like traumatizing and you Mm -hmm. can take with you and you know, yeah, you kind of have to just. That's when we're forming, the high school is harsh that way because that's when we're actually forming our ways of interacting intimately. That's when we're getting to be who we are going to be in relationship, intimate relationship. And yet we are at our worst. Mm-hmm. To each and other. our brains aren't developed. No, yeah. we're not mm-hmm. capable. We're, we're <laughs> yeah. mean girls and boys. Right, yeah. we are. Yeah. And I was thinking actually about the the boy who uh, maybe rejected you. I'm like, I wonder if he's ever thought back on that. And maybe maybe because you never explicitly had the conversation, but I wonder how he feels about that now. If he's like, oh my God, I was so shallow or stupid or whatever. I actually occasionally think about trying to reach out to him and just like tell him, you know, how that affected me. But... A, I don't actually remember his last name, and B, like, is it even worth it? I don't know. I mean, do I want to reach out and, like, just make him feel like total garbage for who he was when he was younger? I mean, who knows? Maybe now he's dating someone with a disability. Like, who knows, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure he's a lot different now than he was then. Mm, We all are. Yeah. Is there anything that you wish... um, able-bodied people knew or were just more aware of uh, with disability? Yeah, I think just um, being patient and understanding and open-minded and 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 if the person's having trouble talking about it, maybe just sort of gently probing and asking questions. And Because I think sometimes in the past, I have kind of needed other people to break the ice for me when I couldn't do it myself. So um, yeah. I think just communication and and just being really uh, accepting, you know, Um, yeah, making them feel comfortable, I guess, and safe. It's hard for me not to think about this as, um, again, common. Like this is these are the things we all need all the time. Mm -hmm. And so I'm I'm curious about what it's like. um, Does does having a disability become a primary conversation piece? Is it something that yeah versus just this is who you are. You come with one less hand. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. How much of that is important in your dating experiences? I have, I have to admit, it hasn't been like a major topic. Like, usually I'll throw it out there, and they'll be like, "Yeah, that's cool." And then they might ask me like, "What happened?" Like, unless I say I was born that way, they might ask what happened. It was the shark. Yeah, it was the <laughs> shark exactly. 
Or the other one I've heard is uh, it was a poodle. That <laughs> <laughs> bit your bit his hand off. Awesome. That was a bit of a weird one, but yeah. But yeah, no, I think it it doesn't come up a lot after the fact, you know. And once everybody's comfortable and yeah, like you said, you're just like any other person, and um, yeah, I mean, it may come up from time to time, like if you're doing an activity where there might be some tweaks you need to make to it or, or things like that. Or, you know, if you're like, Hey, want to cut my steak? (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, no, I'd say it's like, for the most part, everyone around me, I mean, I feel like just a regular person, right? Like I don't feel. Well, you are. Yeah. Well, well, yes. (laughs) Yes. I mean, I guess uh, people aren't making me feel like I'm not or, um, yeah. So. Well, the reason I ask this is because I think in, in any, the, when, when we talk about disabilities, we are talking about the disability, right? Like the thing, the, the, what people are struggling with, with how they're born or the accident they've had or whatever. And what, yet I'm wondering like, how does, it's such a hard question. I don't even know how to frame it. We are try- I'm trying to think about this as like, this is just what you bring to the relationship is who you are. And it's like a flattening of the playing field, but that also fits into the world of assimilation and, and, and not celebrating difference. Mm-hmm. And so looking at someone with a disability, like I look at anybody else is not actually acknowledging what makes them different. Yeah. And I'm wondering if that plays in, in the, in the dating world, like, like anything that's different than the, than the mainstream, mm-hmm. if we don't pay attention to it, then we are, we're devaluing it yeah. versus, uh, if we do pay attention to it, then we're drawing too much attention mm-hmm. to it. Like, I don't know where the middle ground is. As a as a white middle class male with all my body all my body parts, mm-hmm. right? I don't know what to do sometimes. Yeah, that's a tough one because I feel like um, sort of a little bit of both, maybe, and depending on the situation. Um, because you're right, like people do want to just be treated like any other person, but there will be those certain situations where they do need maybe a little bit of extra help. And in that case, you know, just trying to sort of pretend, oh, I'm fine, I've got this, then they may end up not getting what they need as well. So yeah, that's a tough one. Or even in the acknowledgement. Yeah, they, yeah. You know, like I've noticed, but do I say anything? <laughs> Maintain eye contact at all times, <laughs> yeah. right? Or until you say something. Yeah. Like is, and when is it okay for yeah. someone to say, hey, what's the story here? Yeah. I think it's, I mean, I've never been offended when people ask me questions. I think the only thing that really has ever offended me is when people just stare and don't ask a question, right? Mm. Um, and which I, I know, you know, staring is just people being curious, but yeah, that's, that's a, I know. yeah, that's, that's it's a, a hard one, question. But yeah. So well, why would we have a, like, to be like, what happened to your hand versus like, why are you fat? Or why did you cut your hair that way? Or like, why are your eyes green? Like, why, why do the strangers even have a right to, to ask? I mean, it's different when you're dating, but like, that's yeah. what I'm getting at. Like, is it something you can talk about? Is it not? Is it a binary think, like that? I don't yeah. know. No, I think it's something you can talk about for sure. As long as you're not like rude or, right. you know, as long as it comes from a place of like curiosity and respect, I think it's totally appropriate to ask. And I mean, I also think too, like, uh, I remember lots of times where people have told me like how inspiring I am and, and like how amazing it was that I could do certain things. And I think, again, that is pointing out the fact that you're different, but in a way that it actually kind of makes you feel good. And so I think in, in that sense, um, I think that's totally appropriate because, I think uh, we get used to being treated just like everyone else, but every now and then it is nice to have that um, confirmation, I guess, that 
you know, you do, we're doing good, <laughs> doing awesome, doing good stuff. Anyways, thanks for letting me ask that question because it's, yeah, it's, no it's a hard one for me. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for uh, getting in touch and for sharing. And it's been really great. And I'm sure a lot of people will get a lot out of uh, this conversation. Yeah, thanks for having me. This episode was recorded in and around Whitehorse Yukon. Sometimes we use the podcast studio at Uconstruct. And sometimes I record in my closet. Our music is by Anthony Vega, Sexy Time. Thanks for listening in. We would love to hear from you with story ideas or feedback. Get in touch through Facebook, the Twitter, or email us at friskynorthof60 at gmail.com. That's friskynorthof with the number 60 at gmail.com. We'd also love to get a rating, preferably four stars or above, from whatever podcast app you are using. Thanks very much, everybody. Stay frisky. Stay frisky. Mm-hmm.